Thank you for choosing the Abide College Ministry Podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want you to know that you are loved. Wherever you're listening from, we hope this message inspires and challenges you. Now here's a message from one of our leaders, Hunter Story. Jesus, once again, we're amazed at you. Jesus, you're the only one who could bring these people into this room. You're the only one that is worth gathering over. You're the only one that's worth meeting about. You're the only one that's worth talking about. You're the only one that's worth singing about. So we sing to you, we talk to you, we pray to you, and now we listen to you. Jesus, we believe that you, you speak in these moments. So Lord, we turn our hearts and our, and our ears to you. And we believe that you have something that you want to say. And we're so excited for that, Lord. We're so excited to worship you. We're so excited that we get to gather as a community week after week after week to to connect with each other, but ultimately because we get to connect with you. Thank you so much, Jesus. You're so worthy of all of our praise. If you would just pray tonight that, that God would remove any distractions from your life, anything you may be thinking about, anything that may be going on back on campus or or back at home or or anywhere in your life, would you just pray that that God would remove those distractions from you for the next couple of minutes? Would you just pray that for the next couple of seconds? could if you would just pray for me and pray that I would be useful and, and beneficial and effective for you tonight that, I, that the words that I speak tonight would simply be the words of God if you could just pray that over the next couple of seconds, thank you and lastly I just invite you to Open up your heart and mind to consider the fact that Jesus is what this whole thing is all about. That the reason we gather, that the reason we, we live, that the reason that we do everything that we do is because, because of Jesus. Would you just pray that your heart and mind would be open to that reality tonight? Jesus, we thank you. We love you. You are unrivaled. You are matchless. You are the greatest thing in all of time, history, and eternity and in existence today. So, Lord, we latch on to you. Our eyes are on you. And we just ask that you speak into the life of our community over the next couple minutes. We love you. We love you. We love you. It's in your holy and precious name we pray. And everyone said amen. You may be seated. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, worship team, for leading us so well tonight. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Welcome to Abide if you've never been before. We are so glad you're here. If I didn't get to meet you tonight, my name is Hunter Story, and what a privilege it is just to be here uh, tonight, just to get to share uh, some things with you. I'm so excited over what our community is going to be walking into over the next couple of weeks uh, together. If you follow me on social media, maybe you don't. I mean, I don't know why you really would, but if you do, you've probably seen me post a lot of things about arrows over the last month. Has anyone seen anything like that on social media about arrows? Okay, maybe a couple of us. That's it. Wow. Well, um, we are starting a series tonight called We're All Arrows. And I'm telling you, as we ended last semester and really wanted to start this semester off strong, our team kind of sat down and 
we began to discuss what do we want to talk to our community about as we start uh, the new semester. And uh, we kind of got behind this idea called We're All Arrows. And it, and it comes out of some things that I mentioned uh, last semester, that each one of us is basically an arrow that's being shot to the world with a powerful message. And that's the reality for all of us tonight. I brought one just for a demonstration. What I wanted to do was take that bow over there and then get Blake to stand over here with like an apple on his head and to see if I could like shoot the apple off of his head. But we figured that wouldn't be appropriate. I wasn't really going to do that because there's no way I could do that. But uh, I brought the arrow just for an illustration. It is pretty, it has an arrowhead on it. It's pretty sharp. So, um, I mean, this is what my dad uses when he goes bow hunting. So I wanted to bring it tonight. But the reason I, I brought an arrow is because we're all arrows is, is a big illustration. It's just one illustration for what we want to talk about and discuss um, in our community over the next couple of weeks. And I think once we, what we'll do is each night we'll talk about a different, kind of a different part of an arrow or what happens when someone shoots an arrow to learn how we're all an arrow. And so I hope what happens is by the end of these few weeks that, that when you see an arrow, because I'm telling you, ever since we started writing this series, I see them everywhere. Like their arrows are like, like all over the place, especially with you, you ladies. You guys love to like hang these, these things like all over the place, like in your dorm rooms and, and on, put them on like your social media and take pictures with them. But um, I hope when you see an arrow after these next couple of weeks that you won't even look at it the same, that you'll see this and, and so identify with the purpose of an arrow and so identify with some of the things that we talk about that, that it would you would, you would never look at an arrow and see it the same. The reason that we say that we are all arrows is because what happens to an arrow is it's shot, it's sent, and, it, and it's launched. So maybe you have an archer that is shooting an arrow at a target, or maybe you, um, you see, like, I know, I think of the movie Troy. Has anyone ever seen the movie Troy? So in the movie Troy, there is this army that's approaching the wall of Troy, and what happens is, is Troy stands behind this, the city stands behind this beautiful, beautiful wall. And this wall serves as their protection. I, I remember it's so clear in the movie that as this army is, is approaching, what the soldiers of Troy do is they shoot arrows off into the, the pack of this army. They light them on fire and they shoot them out and they hope that they are going to land somewhere in this army and take a few people out on the way. So arrows are this, we see arrows as they're being launched into the world. And that's why we say that we're all arrows because the reality is that in this room tonight, if you were to fast forward four years from now, I don't know how many of us would be still in this room in four years. Maybe some of you would, but in five or six or seven years, the reality is, is that not many of us would still be in, in this place and at this kind of time. Because what's going to happen? We're going we're to graduate, and we're going to go back home, or we're going to take a job in a different city, or take a job in a different state, or we're going to go back home and, and, and do whatever we want to do back home. Or maybe you're just working right now, and you're going to take a job somewhere else one day, and you're going to move off, and you're going to start things start your own kind of life in another place, and maybe you start that, that life here in a place like Rome. I don't know what it looks like, but I do understand the reality is, is that many of us won't be in a place like this in four or five or maybe six years, because the reality is, is that Jesus, what I believe, is going to be launching us, and he's going to be sending us to another part of the world to share the powerful story of the gospel with another group of people. And how, how incredible is it that when we are launched to another place in the world that what's going to happen is you take one person 
that's on fire with the gospel, and they're sent to Africa, and you take one person that's on fire with the gospel, and they're sent to Asia, and you take one person that's on fire with the gospel, and they go to Europe, and you take one person on fire for the gospel, and they go to Atlanta, and one goes to, to Seattle, and one goes to Dallas, Texas, and one goes to San Francisco, and all of a sudden, the whole world is set on fire because the people of Jesus are being sent to the world with the powerful message of the gospel. That's your purpose. That's my purpose. We are all arrows that are being sent somewhere in some direction by the power and the grace of Jesus to tell another person about the power and the grace of Jesus. This, the we're all arrows thing, it's about me and it's about you. And I don't know what you're interested in as far as a career or as far as what you want to do long term or where you want to live one day, but the reality is, is that Jesus, I believe, wants to send you out. He wants to launch you out into the world so that you can begin to share your story and the ultimate story of his gospel with someone else on planet Earth. And so we're going to look into that tonight. I think the big idea that we want to get around tonight is the idea that some of us are so concerned with where we are going, but what we need to be more concerned with is what are we taking with us when we go. Some of us are so ready to get to that point where we're launched out and where we're sent out and we're ready, we're ready to go somewhere. But my question to you is, if you were to go to, tonight, would you be taking anything valuable with you? We just get so wrapped up in one day, one day, one day, and we forget what's happening today. And that you're not just an error that's going to be sent in five years, but you're an error that's supposed to be sent tonight to someone on campus, to someone in your hometown to share the gospel with. We're all errors. Harley, um, she's on our team. She is one of the most gracious human beings I've ever met, but she also is all about the truth. And so if you hang out with Harley a lot, she's going to tell you like it is, but she's going to do it in like the sweetest way. And so I had this moment with Harley, um, it was this week, wasn't it Harley, where she had one of these moments where she had to tell me truth, but she did it in such a gracious way. I can't remember what day it was, but I, I walked into our 930 class and I sat down and I was like, Harley, I'm just not feeling this today. And I really wish I was already done with school. And I really wish I was already working full-time and doing what I wanted full-time. And so Harley responds to all of that and says, well, you know, while you're ready to be on mission, right now you're already on mission because you're on this campus and because you're in this place for this specific amount of time. And so, th Harley, thank you for getting my eyes on what is true. And I mean that. Some of us, we're so concerned with, well, you know what, in 10 years, I'm going to build an orphanage, or in 10 years, I'm going to plant a church, or in 10 years, I'm going to be out on the mission field. But what I want to ask you is, what are you doing right now? And what are you going to take with you when you go somewhere one day? My stepfather works for a company that they do storm assessment for storms. And so, for instance, last fall, when um, there was the hurricane that went up the east coast of the United States, my dad works for a company, and their team uh, went through the Carolinas, and they would assess the storm damage that took place. And what they would do is they would radio back to another company to tell them what supplies they needed to repair the damage that had been done. And just a couple weeks ago, he went on a trip like that, and he went to uh, the Midwest, and uh, there was some kind of ice storm that was really bad out there. And so his company called him on a Wednesday night and said, we have a flight scheduled for you tomorrow morning, and you need to be at the Birmingham airport you could be gone for anywhere from a week to two weeks, maybe more, maybe a little bit less, and we don't know exactly where you're going, but you just need to be at the Birmingham airport at this time. When you land in Dallas, Texas, there'll be a rental car waiting for you with directions on where you need to go. And so my dad works for this company, so he has to say yes. And so he said yes. My mom takes him to the airport. He goes through that whole process, lands in Dallas, Texas, and is told to go somewhere in Oklahoma to some city. 
So he goes to a city uh, in Oklahoma. He sits there for a couple days. He works there. Goes to another city in Oklahoma. Works there for a couple days. He goes to another city in Oklahoma. Works there for a couple days. And then has to sit around and, and be told when he can go home. But what he did is he packed enough stuff when he left the house that he could be gone for anywhere up to a week or two. And he had even prepared to be there for three or four weeks if he had to. So he prepared to take enough stuff with him. And the only reason he was able to go is because what he carried with him was able to meet his need at the place he was at at a certain time. And so many of us, I think we're going to get on a plane and we're going to go somewhere and we're going to get to a spot and realize, wow, I don't have anything with me. I'm not carrying the right luggage with me. And the luggage that we need to be carrying tonight is the name of Jesus. And when we get that into our soul, the name of Jesus deep down within our soul, we'll be able to go to the world because we've got something that we can start sharing with the world. But so many of us, it's like, I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to go now. But what, what are you doing now at the place that God has planted you? In? And we're going to look at uh, a couple, we're going to look at a character specifically tonight um, in Acts chapter 9. So if you would look uh, there with me over the next couple of minutes. I just think that maybe God will never send us to certain places if we don't make sure we're carrying the right things with us right now. That if we never get our eyes on the right things, if we never start carrying the right stuff, that maybe God will never get to a point where he sends us out to the places we believe that he's going to send us. And tonight is not about bashing your dreams. Tonight is about really encouraging your dreams and letting you know that I think what God wants to do is to grow you in the place you're in so that one day you'll be a lot more effective in the place that you're, you're going one day. But it starts with what we are doing now. And there's just a, this quick story, uh, this incredible story that I want to share with you out of, out of Acts uh, chapter 9. We're going we're gonna to look at uh, the first nine verses in a minute, but if you would skip down uh, to verse uh, 10, and we're going to pick up there. It says, now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he says, here I am, Lord, and the Lord said to him, rise and go to the street called Straight, it's pretty specific, and to the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying. And he has seen a vision, a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he's a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. And so you have this repeated tendency of the name. But if you look up at the beginning where we started in verse 10, when it talks about there was this man named Ananias, and God calls to him in a vision, and he says, Ananias. And what does Ananias do? He runs out and he says, here I am. I'm here, Lord. And so what does God call him to do? He says, I need you to go meet a man named Saul, and you're going to tell him that he's going to carry my name to the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. And so what does Ananias do? He pretty much says, God, are you, are you sure about that? You mean Saul of, of Tarsus, like that Saul? Because that Saul is killing Christians. And that's, that Saul, that, he doesn't like you very much. And I know you know well what he's been up to. A lot of people know what he's been up to. God, you know what Saul's been up to. 
Are you, are you sure I'm supposed to go to Saul of Tarsus? And I feel like that's us, that we say, Jesus, here I am. Send me to Africa, send me to Asia, send me to Europe, send me across the United States. And then when God says, hey, how about you go share the gospel with your roommate? And you're like, really? My roommate? Because we don't think they're worthy of the gospel. Or we don't think they're the the be-all, end-all. Or we think God doesn't want to show grace to that person. And we'll get so excited about going all the way across the world, but we won't get excited about telling our teammate that they need to know the love of Jesus. That's us. I find myself there so much that I'm looking at one day, one day, one day, and what maybe God is calling me to is right in front of my face. And he's saying, why don't you carry my name on campus? Why don't you carry my name to the classroom? Why don't you carry my name throughout the streets of Rome? Because I'm so worried about getting somewhere someday. But if I'm never going to share the gospel with the people I have class with, I'm never going to share the gospel anywhere else. And we want to be sent somewhere, and we want God to launch us off into different areas of the world but we're not even carrying the name where we are now. And some of us will say, here I am, Lord. And he'll say, how about you just share the gospel with one person on your teammate, on your team, or one girl in your sorority, or one guy in your fraternity, or one person that you have class with. And we'll say, God, are you, are you sure? Jesus has com- complete sovereign control in all of the New Testament. And all of the story of Acts chapter 9, we're going to look at Saul's conversion, where Jesus has ultimate authority. And then here in the verses we just read, Jesus has ultimate authority. He could have gone to Saul himself in a vision. He had already done that. He could have showed up in Saul's life. He could have given Saul his sight back. He could have told Saul that he was going to be a chosen instrument of his to carry his name before all these places. But what does he do? He invites Ananias in on what he's doing in the world. And he says, Ananias, I'm going to let you be a part of this. And so why don't, why don't you go and why don't you tell Saul that he's going to be a chosen instrument of mine? And, and just maybe, I believe, I believe Jesus works like this because he's done it in my life and I think he's probably done it in yours. Sometimes he just tells us one person that we need to share the gospel with. And he's inviting us. Jesus is going to move forward with his plan with or without us. But maybe he's asking us, do you want to be a part of the story that I'm writing in the world? And do you want to kind of join me and let me give you a lot of grace and a lot of love as you, as you go out and you share, my, share the gospel with the people of the world? Maybe he's inviting us into that. And who is that one person that Jesus has repeatedly laid on your heart time and time again? I believe even right now there might be one person that Jesus is saying, that's who you need to carry my name to you. We get so worked up in these big groups, and we want to host, host these big gatherings and, the, and these big events, and we want to we speak from a stage, and we want to speak with a microphone, but maybe all we're supposed to do is carry the name of Jesus everywhere we go and everywhere we walk, and so that's what God wants to do um, really with Ananias and what he also wants to do uh, in the life of Saul, and we see that here um, in just a second. All he, all he tells Saul, he tells him that he doesn't tell him all where he's going to go or all what he's going to do or all that he's going to experience. But what he says to Ananias is that he's a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name. Jesus wants us to take his name to the world. And so I don't know what, like I said earlier, I don't know what your desires are. I don't know what you believe your, your greater purpose is in the world. We all have our gifts. We all have our talents. We're going to look at that idea in a couple weeks. But 
you, you guys all have certain things that you believe that you're called to do. We all, we all have that. We all have things that we think we want to do. Some of us want to teach school for the rest of our lives. Some of us want to go into full-time ministry or go into the mission field. Some of us want to be nurses or doctors. Some of us want to be, to be business owners. And those are all great things. But how are you carrying the name of Jesus wherever you go in the world? How are you doing that? Because you can certainly do that in the business world. You can carry the name of Jesus. There might be a high school right now that God is wanting to plant you in to be a teacher for the next 30 years of your life where you're going to carry the name of Jesus every single day. And you might not have a microphone where you can preach the gospel, but you have a story that you can share with a whole lot of students over 30 years of how Jesus is the most important thing in all of time, history, and eternity. And maybe all he wants us to do is to carry his name and to carry it very, very well. And so if I can do anything tonight, it's to encourage you that we don't have to have this big to-do list of how we're going to share the gospel. But just ask ourselves the question, do I carry the name of Jesus? Basically, what is essentially up under that is do I think like Jesus, do I love like Jesus, and do I look like Jesus to the rest of the world and to the people around me? And how can you do that now? How can you carry the name of Jesus in the place you are now? Because all he invites us to do is to take his name to the world. We're pretty good at that or we're pretty good name carriers, whether we realize it or not, we, it's easy for us to rep certain, certain names. Hunter is a name, that's my name, and I, I carry that name every single day. I carry the name Hunter. Abide is a name. I kind of like our name. It's, it's, I think it's pretty special. Calvary Baptist Church is a name that our church carries. Shorter is a name. Flyhawks, anybody? That's a name. Barry College is a name. Got a couple of Vikings in the house. Yeah, that's a name. Georgia Highlands is a name. Georgia Northwestern is a name. West Georgia, KSU, UNG, JSU, UGA. I think people from Reinhardt are in the house tonight. That's a name. And so we, we can carry those names. We, we'll wear those names across our chest really well. Delta Sigma Phi is a name. I think there's some brothers here. Yeah, Delta Sigma Phi is a name. Phi Mu's a name, Alpha Delta Pi is a name, Zeta Tau Alpha is a name, Donald Trump is a name, it's a name, I mean, he was, I think he was the most Googled name in the whole world uh, in 2016, then up under that, Hillary Clinton is a name, this one, uh, I think was number third on the top most Googled names, Michael Phelps is a name, that's a good name, What? You love him? Kendall, Kendall loves Michael Phelps. <laughs> These are two names that I like uh, right now. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are two incredible names in the NFL right now. Rise up. The Falcons are a name. That's the name of a team. Patriots are a name, whatever. LeBron James. That's a name. That's a name. Nike's a name. Anybody wearing Nike? Anybody got Nike? No one has Nike on? You got some Nike right there. Nike is a name. Adidas is a name. Adidas is on the come up, y'all. I'm telling you, they're coming back. <laughs> Adidas is a good name. Adidas is a name. Columbia is a name. Anybody wearing Columbia tonight? No one? You got some Columbia back there? Yeah, we got Columbia. Justin Bieber is a name. That's a name. Drake's a name. 
Any, any Drake fans? That's like, we can admit, hey, Drake's my boy. The Chainsmokers are a name. 21 Pilots is a name. Ed Sheeran's a name. Anybody excited for that album to come out? John Mayer's a name. Anybody, anybody check out the new John Mayer songs recently? Yeah, that's a name. Urban Outfitters is a name at Blake Fine. Old Navy is a name at Cali Glass. <laughs> She's an Old Navy model. She wears that name. Passion Worship is a name. Ring Collective is a name. Hillsong Worship, Hillsong United, Hillsong Young and Free, those are all names. And you guys get the point. We carry names very, 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 very well. And we'll wear our letters across our chest that say Delta Sigma Phi, and we'll have Delta Sig Tuesdays where we just wear our letters on Tuesdays, and we let everyone know I'm a part of Delta Sigma Phi, but when do we ever carry the name of Jesus and tell people, I'm a follower of Jesus. I love Jesus. I carry the name of Jesus, and I'm inviting you to be a part of the story of Jesus. And we can list all those names that we carry, but what do all those names have in common? If you don't wear them, if you don't rep them, If you don't carry them, they cease to become relevant and valuable. And they go broke if you don't carry their name. And we'll get behind them and all those companies, all those schools, all those groups, and we'll carry their names. But do we carry the name of Jesus well wherever we go? It's important that we carry carry the name. The name of Jesus is significant. We see that throughout all of Scripture and there's several, several parts of Scripture that, that really get behind this idea of the name of Jesus. But Peter said a couple chapters before this, Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk, Acts 3.6. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, which we must be saved, Acts 4.12. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. John 3, 18. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10, 13. And we love this one. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 19. And we, we see all throughout Scripture where it talks about the names of, of God, the great I am, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace, the Lion and the Lamb, and do you carry that name wherever it is that you are walking in your life? We see where Paul is told that he's going to be a carrier of the name, and, and Paul, he does this very well, and we see this, um, if you'll look at a couple, or a couple books over in the book of Philippians, just really quick, quick flip over to Philippians chapter 2. We see that Paul understands the importance of the name of Jesus Philippians chapter 2. It says in Philippians 2, if you look, just he's talking about the humility of Christ and, and how obedient Christ was, even to the point of death, even death on the cross. And it says in verse 9, because of Christ's obedience, therefore God has highly exalted him. And what it, it says he's bestowed on him what? The name that is above every other name, so that the name of Jesus, 
Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's something about the name of Jesus because it's better and it's more superior and it's higher and it's more beautiful than any other name that's ever been spoken. And when all of our names fade and become footnotes in history, there will be one name that is chanted and shouted and roared throughout all of eternity, and that is the name of Jesus. Is that the name that you carry to everyone that you confront in your walk of life? There's something special about the name of Jesus, that, and he has given us this task of carrying it to the world. If you look, just the next verse, Paul connects this idea with another idea because he says in verse 12, therefore. You see that word, therefore? When it says that, he's making a connection between what has been said and what is about to be said. It's kind of like the idea that because you said this, or because I said this, now this. Does that make sense? There's a connection when he uses a transition word like therefore. Because of this, now this. So because of his name, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only, as in my, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, what he's meaning is that you have obeyed while I've been around you, but it's much more important that you obey when I'm not with you. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So name carriers, what do they do? They obey. Name carriers listen to what Jesus is saying. Where is Jesus calling you? Who is Jesus asking you to speak to? Where is uh, Jesus maybe, maybe sending you when, when you're on your way to class and he, he invites you to maybe walk in a different direction so that you can run into somebody else? You guys believe Jesus could speak that way if he wanted to? So name carriers are obedient. Then it says that we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That's this idea that whatever's inside of us, whatever's going on inside of us, that it begins to work itself outside of us and it begins to be expressed to the world so we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling that's the idea that that name carriers worship well name carriers worship well when it talks about fear and trembling it's the idea of, of being in awe towards god and towards who he is and in this case towards jesus and to who he is because his name is above every other name if you want to lead your friends to jesus do you worship around them around them do the things you say and the things you do, are they worshipful towards Jesus? Do you want your friends to know Jesus, worship around them? Do you want your friends to know Jesus, invite them to, to see you worship? Not so that they can see you, but so that they can see that there's something that's inside of you that's worth following after. Do you worship around your friends? Then it says in verse 14, or it says in verse 13, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work his good pleasure. And then this is a big one. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Name carriers live like Jesus. Name carriers get along with other people. And for some reason, our generation has this tendency to believe that we can do whatever we want because it doesn't matter what people think about us. And that's just not biblical. What the Bible teaches us is that we should get along with other people to the best of our ability. And that doesn't mean we let other people dictate what we do and what we say to the world, but that does mean that we do our very best to make sure that we get along with other people. And so in that, if you're going to carry the name of Jesus, stop grumbling. Stop disputing. Why do you have conflict with your, so much conflict with yourself? Why do you have so much conflict with others if you say, I follow Jesus? Name carriers live like Jesus, and I love this verse. We do all that. We do all of that stuff so that you may be blameless 
and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. And I see our community, and I want to be a bunch of people that carry the name of Jesus, and that one day we'll look all across the globe, and it's going to be lit up where the followers of Jesus are carrying the name of Jesus to the ends of the earth because we saw that he was worth following after. We are all heirs, and we're all being sent somewhere with a powerful message and with a powerful story. And when we go in the right way and with the right attitude and with the right mindset, what Scripture says is we're going to be lights in the world. And I see a world full of darkness. And out of that darkness are the Jesus followers that are on fire with the gospel. And just like in that movie, Troy, where they light their arrows on fire and they send them out to the beaches of Troy to attack the enemy, we're going to go attack the enemy because we're going to be on fire with the gospel and we're going to be an arrow that Jesus is sending out and launching out to attack the enemy to show the world that he is the greatest thing in all of time, in all of history, in all of eternity. You're an arrow. I'm an arrow. Let's carry the name of Jesus well. Kelsey, I'm going to invite you guys to come back up, and we're going to respond in worship, but there's, there's one last thing that we have to get behind. If you'll look back in Acts chapter 9, really, really quick, there's one last idea that we've got to land on. The only way that you can be a name carrier of Jesus is if there's a moment in your life where you meet Jesus. And the honest reality is that a lot of us, we aren't experiencing Jesus, and so therefore we're not telling anyone about Jesus. So if you would look at how much you share the gospel, it's probably attached to how in love with you are Jesus. And so what needs to happen in our lives is we need to have a moment where we are captivated by Jesus. And maybe you've been, maybe you've been saved already, maybe you already have a relationship with Jesus, and so you had your moment where you were captivated by Jesus and began to put your faith in Jesus, but, but maybe you're just a little adult, and you need to see how beautiful he is and how powerful he is another time, or maybe that's not you at all, and you're kind of understanding tonight that there's this God who's worth following after, but you've never really seen him, and that's Paul. Paul believes he's doing a lot of good things because he's fighting for the law. He's a Pharisee. He's killing Christians thinking that's what God would approve of, and it says at the start of verse 9, but Saul at this point, still breathing, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus so that, it, that if he found any belonging to the way, the people of Jesus, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And listen, listen to what he says. He says, who are you, Lord? He doesn't even know who he's talking to. And he says, who are you, Lord? So he recognizes in that moment that whoever just showed up on the scene is someone who's got a lot of authority. And whoever just showed up in his life has a lot of power. And that's the same thing that happens is that when, we're, when, when we don't know what we're doing, when we think we're doing the right things, and Jesus shows up in a real way, sometimes it catches us off guard. And we ask questions like that, but then what does it say happens? He says, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. 
but rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. Then the men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and he neither ate or drank. And maybe the best way to, for you to be a name carrier is just for you to be blinded by the beauty of Jesus and see that he's the only thing worth talking about. He's the only thing worth telling the world about. And so we're arrows. And just like this arrow, it's got, it's got a name on it. And we're going to be arrows that are branded with the name of Jesus. And we're going to go to the world and we're going to carry that name everywhere we go because it's the only name that's worth talking about. It's the only name worth worshiping. So we'll carry the name. The, the best analogy I could come up with is I don't know if anyone, anyone married in the room, but when you get married, I, thought one, I think one of the things that intrigued me, or maybe not intrigued me, I don't know if that's the right word, that was just kind of different about marriage when I was younger was the fact that the, the bride always took on a new name after she was married, right? So you ladies, you'll marry a guy one day and, and you're going to take his last name. And um, why does that happen? You know, have you ever thought, does that have to happen? Is that, is that what defines a marriage? Not necessarily. But as the bride is married to her groom, she's attached herself to him to the point where she begins to carry his name. And all I can think of is that that's us, the bride of Christ, attached to our groom. And now we have been given his name. And now that's the name that we go by. And they don't, people don't refer to us as by our first name or our last name, but they're going to refer to us as those are those Jesus followers who have bound themselves to Christ in such a beautiful way. And now that's the name that we're carrying. So you're going to get behind that? Are you going to carry the name of Jesus well? Because some of us, we say we're Jesus followers. But do you ever talk about him? What a tragedy it would be for you to graduate in your four years at college and for you to remit it and say, you know, I knew you went to that thing on Sunday nights. And I know you went on Sunday morning. I know you went to that conference that one time. But, you know, I never heard you talk about Jesus. And we think we're just going to live in this world where we'll just love people like Jesus, and that'll be good enough. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that aren't Jesus followers that are a lot nicer than you and me. And so at some point, the name of Jesus has to get into our soul and get into who we are, and we're going to start talking about him because he's the only thing worth talking about. We're going to start sharing his name and sharing his story and how his story has impacted our story and that we're not just, a, I'm not just Hunter's story, but I'm a Jesus follower, and that's how you need to know me, not because of anything that I'm doing, but because there is a God who is so beautiful enough, who's so big enough that he is worth following after, and he's such a treasure in my life that I have to tell the world, and there's no other option, that the world has to know of all that I have found in Jesus, because all my hope is in Jesus, all my purpose is in Jesus, all my dreams are in Jesus, and I'm going to carry that name before I carry any other name to the world, because I have bound myself to him in a covenant relationship just like marriage, and it's the only name worth talking about. So you're an arrow being shot and sent somewhere specific 
important. But maybe don't ask yourself tonight, where am I supposed to be going? But what am I supposed to be taking with me whenever I get there? And I hope for you that's the name of Jesus. If you love people, you'll share the name. I don't even know where this fits in, but I've got to share it. Peyton, you sent this to me the other night. This is a Spurgeon quote. If sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let no one go unwarned and unprayed for. Guys, we gotta, we gotta tell people about Jesus because they're dying without the treasure of the ages. And so we've got to get together, we've got to rally together, and there's not going to be anything significant about one arrow, but the fact that we are all arrows, and we're a community, we are a people of God, a people of Jesus who are being launched into the world on fire with the light of the gospel to tell people about our Savior, to tell people about our treasure, the one we found everything, and the one who's rescued us from hell and rescued us from our sin, and he's given us this lifelong relationship in eternity. That's, is that worth telling someone about? So I hope you will carry the name of Jesus well. We're about to sing in response. I hope you never see an arrow the same. You're an arrow. It's being sent somewhere. What's your story going to tell? We're going to sing a song that I think you're all familiar with, and I encourage you. Tell him how worthy he is. Tell him how worthy he is because his name is above every other name. At his name, every knee's going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess. You guys can go ahead and stand up. I'm going to pray for us. We're going to go into worship. Jesus, your name is unrivaled. It is matchless. It's the only name that we've been talking about throughout history. No other name has ever created so much controversy like your name. But no name have we ever found such peace and such joy in. And I hope we'll know tonight that we are supposed to be name carriers of Jesus. Lord, we find everything in you. And I pray that some of us would have an Acts 9 moment where we're blinded by your beauty and your glory and your grace. And we see that you're what this whole thing is all about. That we begin to put our faith in you, that we begin to trust in you, that we would begin to love you more than we've ever loved you because we are seeing just how beautiful you really, really are. Lord, help us to see that we're all heirs being sent somewhere with the power of the gospel. And I pray we wouldn't be so concerned quite yet with where we're going, but what are we taking with us? And I pray that's the unrivaled name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. Would you guys please just sing this song out? You know it. You know it well. Go ahead and sing it out. Worship God like he deserves to be worshipped tonight. Thank you.